Welcome to Panda Express. How can I help you? So that's an order of white rice and orange chicken? You like what you hear? Check us out on our website, ifnzpodcast.com. As well as our Facebook page, facebook.com slash ifnzpodcast. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review for the show. It really helps us out. And as always, enjoy the show again. I, I don't know. When it's a nice day, maybe it's summer, maybe a holiday, maybe fourth of July, maybe those rings will be just came out and your love will let them little If you're feeling juicy, let's take a moment and listen to the IFC podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 81 of the IFNZ podcast. Uh, phoning it in this week. Shad, we're phoning it in. It's not. Uh, it's not going to be as good as the normal ones because we're just. It's kind of a little. We're phoning it in. I mean, not that sense of phoning in, but no, like literally, like in. over Skype. Oh yeah, yeah, Skype yeah. Skype yeah. audio. Um, so you'll probably hear a little bit of a difference in microphones, but uh, yeah. more importantly than that, we have food news. We have so much food news. I'm, I'm excited to hear this. I've been waiting weeks. For food news, for more food news <laughs> from you, it, it's hard to it's hard to miss it. Um, if should that's we, re- if that's should we that reiterate means. and talk about how Dunkaroos are coming back because we're so excited about it? Why not? Yeah, so Dunkaroos absolutely. are still coming back. Uh, the thing that I wanted to mention about that was on uh, I think was that the live episode? Was that from eighty? We talked about that, right? Uh, oh, I don't remember. Okay. Um, I can't remember exactly. I think your webcam's a little messed up, so that's not a big deal. At least I can still hear you. Can you see my screen? I can see your face, but it's frozen in place. Oh, well, then that didn't work because I was trying to make it to where you could screen share. Oh. My, uh... No, no, it's all good. <laughs> um, it's, it's totally fine. Uh, but all I was going to say was, uh... Yeah, let's just get into food news. I don't remember where I was going with that. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Dunkaroos. The Dunkaroos. My bad. The Oreo Dunkaroo that I had talked about that was supposed to be coming yeah. out in the spring, that article mm-hmm. was 100% made up. You read some fake news sometimes. It's very rare that I read the fake newses, but that one was fake, and I wanted to reiterate that it was fake. It happens. It mm-hmm. happens. The Internet's a dangerous place out yeah, there. There's a, there's a couple of sources that I look at for food news, one of which... It, it has like legitimate stuff, but there's another one that I follow on Instagram that has a tendency to post, I guess, pictures that are like basically people have just photoshopped or something. It's like wish list kind, kind of, of things. They, like, oh, they, I wish they do this. Yeah, but it's like they should start instead of starting it off with like uh, Oreo Dunkaroos coming s- spring 2020, and then like <laughs> following it up with like a bunch of spaces. And then it says, like, JK, this was created by at blah, blah, blah's name or some shit like that. <laughs> and then following, like, making it look like it's real. Um, that's a real shitbag thing to do. <laughs> I, like, strictly get my news from comicbook.com. Yeah. I like comicbook.com. So, they're, uh, they're a pretty reliable source. They've had some stuff on there that's not been credible to, to a certain extent, but some, most of it's all pretty good. Yeah, usually when they when it comes up, they they'll send out a correction, be like, "Correction, that was wrong." Mm-hmm. They're pretty good about and, it too. Uh, and whatnot. Uh, well, first up on the docket, we've got a birthday cake flavored Kit Kat that's coming this spring to a store near you. So, um, you fan of the Kit Kat? Yes, I love Kit Kat. 
you'd like that Kit Kat. Uh, well, this Kit Kat's gonna have a uh, it's gonna have a the kind of a white chocolate, white cream uh, outside uh, with the crisp wafer uh, for the uh, the celebratory flavor. It says so. Uh, it looks if you're into uh, Kit Kats and you like birthday flavored, uh, you'll be into that. Uh, this joins they uh, recently also introduced the raspberry cream and the lemon crisp Kit Kat, which we talked about the lemon crisp lemon on here. Crisp. That's right. Uh, but yeah, birthday cake Kit Kat. There's a couple of new Oreo flavors that just announced that'll be coming out pretty soon. There's the uh, the fruity crisp one. Um, this looks like um, uh, like cocoa pebbles. Oh, inside really? of the actual cream with like a vanilla wafer on the outside. Um, it's a limited edition, just uh, just about to come out, and then also announced alongside that is a uh, marshmallow crispy one so it's supposed to f- be flavored and taste like uh like a uh fuck what is it called rice crispy treat no oh. <laughs> i couldn't think of the name of it you even said crispy flavored and I, I yeah didn't well, it's called a marshmallow crispy but I, they can't call it a rice crispy treat because yeah. I mean, you can't use the name rice crispy but got that tm on it yeah i don't know but could they though at the same time now i'm thinking about it who owns who is rice crispy who who makes that is that kellogg kellogg is it kellogg I don't yeah, know because so. I know Nabisco makes uh, Oreos. I didn't know if they made that cereal. Also, I was just like, why would you not just call it the same thing? I'm sure. Yeah, if they could, they would. Mm-hmm. A little uh, co-branding on that. They probably didn't want to pay the price for that. Yeah, on there. Um, in a more savory side of things, mm. you can now get a bag of bacon from Dunkin' Donuts. A bag of bacon. Yeah, just like you, know, you get some French fries, you can get some bacon from Dunkin'. You just get like a little. Like you a get little French pouch fries from Dunkin'. No, not French fries. You said bacon. French fries. No, I said like you can get like a thing of. <laughs> I know, but you were talking at Dunkin', and I was like, "You mean you can get French fries at Dunkin'?" I never knew that. No, you can get potato rounds at uh, Dunkin'. Nobody wants those. Uh, no, I'm gonna but get, you can if I'm gonna get, get potato rounds, I'm gonna go to the get the Olays. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> get some Taco Johns. I uh, speaking of Taco Johns, I went uh, went there this week and got a couple of their new items. They've got a uh, a cheese quesadilla taco. Mm-hmm. You can get that's like a cheese quesadilla, and they fold it in half, and then they put like taco filling in it. Nice. Uh, that was that wasn't too bad. I wasn't as big of a fan of it as I thought, but it was uh, like grilled chicken, and uh, they put like a chipotle sauce on it, and I, I kind of bowed out at some point. There was on something it. that this is kind of falls into food news, and it's also TJ's related. I'd heard yeah. from a couple of local reliable sources that the Mexi roll is eighty sixed. It's gone now. Oh you can yeah, no longer. I didn't know if you tried to get one because I know you used um, to no, like the Mexi roll. Mexi roll guy. I thought you used to like them. I like them. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't not like them, yeah. but I don't go for them. But see, that's There's the thing. Like I a, feel like that's the thing, though. I feel like oh, not enough people like them anymore. You know what I mean? It's it's essentially yeah. it's essentially a taquito that just has like Taco Bell's version or Taco uh, John's version of meat inside of it versus whatever shredded pork or beef that you would get from a frozen food section. I yeah. feel like not enough people go there and then uh, enjoy it. No, yeah. I mean, it's kind of just a grease ball a little bit. You're a so. grease ball. <laughs> and then I also tried their new uh, extra long uh, Coney? Like short taco. Huh? Extra long Coney? <laughs> no, no. they've got like a taco that's uh, like kind of is short so that all of the toppings are in like one bite and you don't get like a lettuce bite and then a meat bite. That's pretty smart. Uh, but it's it's real long. Uh, to kind of make up for strong. it, and uh, down to get the it was kind of neat. It wasn't very strong though; it, it fell apart in the middle because it was so long. I got you. 
You know what I mean? I, it you know, happens the, the, almost. The longer that it happens, are, the almost all they the time to me. So in the middle, uh, yeah. So the bacon. I love the bacon. What else you got? Uh, let's see. We've also got. Um, oh, I felt like yeah. Here we go. The, we've seen the commercial for this now. Oh. The uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken Donut Sandwich uh-huh. uh, is now out and about. Uh, which have you ever tried a donut uh, like a donut burger or a donut chicken, anything like that? You've done. You've gone down that path. Uh, I've had the donut burger before not from like the place that originated it because there's that minor league team that's in sauge uh the grizzlies Grizzlies yeah the grizzlies i think and and i Mm -hmm. think they that's that or not stadium but that uh ballpark there is like what initially originated like the crispy cream burger there oh really um so that's kind of like it existed before they even built no i mean that that, that's kind of like a staple that started from around them um, gotcha. But I've had that before. Um, uh, I guess I would assume a bastardized version because I just took Krispy Kreme donuts and made it ourselves at home at one oh, time. Oh, you did it You're on your yeah. own? Yeah, made like a smash burger so that way it was like uh, essentially like the same as you would get like at a Freddy's or a Steak and Shake, you know what I mean? Like the thin mm-hmm. steak burger type thing. So I made, yeah, for sure. made, the, made the smash burger so that way you could get a couple of thin patties on there with it with the cheese and then and then the uh, the donut on the top and stuff. It's pretty good. Gotcha. It's, it's really hard to kind of beat savory and sweet mixed together for me anyway, personally. I know there's some people out there that don't like that, but I do. Yeah, I, I don't venture into it a lot. It's not my, my top fave. Yeah. But uh, you can now get your uh, a chicken, a piece of chicken, piece of chicken, uh, boneless, of course, because you don't want to bite into a, a bone-in chicken on your donut bread. Um, and you can get it as a sandwich, or you can get it uh, with the donut served on the side. You get your chicken strips in a basket with the donut on the side, so you can, I guess, make your own Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing this here. This person said, KFC's new fried chicken and donuts. Do I want this? Yes. Do I need this? Yes. Am I about to get in my car and drive to KFC? Yes. I could also go get a Chick-fil-A and Krispy Kreme and make one glorious creation. Hmm. <laughs> I guess it really truly depends. I mean, there are people out there that can't stand KFC like Shad Schubert. Um, I don't just, <laughs> I don't hate KFC. <laughs> I'm just joking. Uh, so Captain Crunch is making a uh, pancake mix. Oh, yeah? Captain Crunch's Berry-tastic Pancake Mix. Uh, oh. I'm trying to see if there's any really any more information on it. So why is Captain Crunch making it and not... Uh, Frankenberry. Because uh, that's only Halloween. They can make Frankenberry all year round, and they know it. They could, but it's Halloween. That's why they, That's why it makes so much money at Halloween. <laughs> so they don't make it at all anywhere, any time around the year? No. No, it's only oh. it's only Halloween. From here in the picture, from what I'm seeing, uh, it's uh, made using... Uh, it's like the same consistency. It says it has Aunt Jemima on underneath the Captain Crunch name, so I'm assuming... It's the same kind of pancake mixture, but okay. it has like Just what a looks, yeah, it looks like it has bits of like crunchberry stuff mixed into the powder. So whenever oh. you mix up the batter and stuff, it would have that Aunt Jemima taste mixed with some of the same taste that you get from the crunchberries whenever you eat those from the Captain Crunch. Gotcha. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, Krispy Kreme is now offering Rick and Morty donuts again. Morty. Yeah, so you can you can get your uh, your donuts, uh, pickle Rick donut, uh, which is not pickle flavored at all, of course, 
uh, but just shaped in that, which is just a perfect, like, uh, you know, you got a nice little, uh, what's it, like a, what do you call it, chocolate long john? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you don't make chocolate icing. You make like a vanilla icing, and you make it green, and then it's it's a pickle Rick. What do you know? Like look at that. It's a pickle Rick. What you know about the pickle Ricks? <laughs> uh, so Swiss Miss is, is making a uh, a new uh, mixture for their hot cocoa that is uh, got Lucky Charm marshmallows that'll be coming with it now. Oh, um, that's kind of cool. We've done that at home because, you know, how I've told you when we go to the Amish store, I don't think I've explained it on the podcast, but there's an Amish store that's in Ava. Okay. Um, they sir, they have a, a bag that you can get uh, for about, I think it's like $2. And the bag's like this big. It, it's like as tall as my head is. Um, and it's, it's just chock full of only uh, Lucky Charm marshmallows. <laughs> so you can get just a bag of Lucky Charm marshmallows. So you go get that. You get your Swiss Miss that you that you like. You know whatever your preferred flavor of Swiss Miss is. Could be classic. It could be dark chocolate. I know you like dark chocolate. Um, mm-hmm. So you could go get some of that. Throw those in there and have it. But no, no, we've got it. Uh, actually, like the official name brand Lucky Charms coming to us pretty soon. Very cool. Uh, June uh-huh. twenty twenty. That's the official date for that. Whoa. Don't really get a lot of dates on that site. That actually tells me, like, specifics. It's just like, ballpark figure sometime spring. And it was like, oh, cool, you gave me a four-month window to fucking guess when this is happening. (laughs) And and that's what, like, food news seems to be that way sometimes. I think it is for the most part, yeah, for sure. It's like, it'll show up sometime around this time. We're going to slowly put it out. Um, are you a peeps guy? Do you like the peeps? you like the marshmallow animal creatures you can bite the heads off of? I like the, uh, the standard standard fair peep you know what i mean the the chicky yeah just like the, the regular the the i mean it doesn't matter this is the same consistency and everything it's not like they have flavors really the the each well the one the chicky tastes a little bit more like chicken than the rabbit does does it you know the rabbit's a little gamey <laughs> a little gamey yeah, uh, well, they've you know they've been putting out a lot of flavors of peeps lately, uh, and like it seems like every couple of seasons or months or so they're putting out. Oh, we're gonna Ooh, do a red velvet one. I or think whatever, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yes. Well, now you can get uh, chocolate pudding. Oh, Mark peeps. That's not uh, what I think you're talking about. <laughs> they're in bunny flavor. Are, yeah, they're in bunny, bunny flavor. flavor. <laughs> and then in chicken flavor, you can get the root beer peep. Wow. Uh, yeah, look at that. There are they are out now. I uh, I will can, say I would be willing to try them, but am I excited about uh, it? No, no. If nah. somebody had like a root beer peep and they're like, "Hey, you want to try it?" I'd be like, "Yeah, of course." Uh, but I wouldn't go out of my way to be like, "I'm getting this because I'm gonna love it." No, peeps aren't really my thing. I'm not a I'm not a big peep guy. Isn't the marshmallowy inside like the the consistency of that or? Um, I don't know. I'm not a. I don't go out of my way to just eat a plain marshmallow either. So maybe it is. Maybe it's just like yeah. I like my marshmallow with something, but not Ooh, just by what itself. What if you took like a your classic peep and you roasted it over a fire and, and made like a s'more? Yeah, like a s'more, but with a peep. I think I've seen people do that. I've before. never seen that done before. I've um, never. I don't. I can't say I've done it myself, but I bet it would uh, taste good because the sugar around it would probably caramelize. Mm-hmm. And you get like a, a little uh, different flavor there. They have what I thought you were going to mention is they actually now have released for uh, for this uh, Easter season uh, peep pops that they have where it's like four peeps shoved into one. Oh, pop. like a, sh- a shishka peep. Yeah, shishka peep. Um, but the ones that they have out now are Fruit Loops flavored. 
Ah. And that sounded like, to me, that would kind of appeal to me because I really like Fruit Loops a lot. Um, and I would be willing to try it. I would actually go out of my way to buy that one to try it. You get that. You yeah. check that out. Fruity flavors with the marshmallow sounds like it makes more sense to me. And I guess maybe mm-hmm. the chocolate to a certain extent because you think, you know, marshmallows with chocolate, you, you kind of mm-hmm. have that a lot. That's a good point. But cho- like marshmallows with root beer just doesn't sound appealing <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. Did you ever try the, the uh, uh, Fruit Loop donuts at Hardee's? No, Mandy has. She said that they're not too terrible. Yeah, they've got a very like they taste like Fruit Loops. Mm-hmm. Like they they got the they nailed that nose right on the head. We went um, to uh, we went to that Hempy's shop today in uh, Cape. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, which I have something that I'll, I'll show you. I'll do a little show and tell for you. Um, um, but we went to the Hempy shop to uh, pick up some like CBD goodies and whatnot. And uh, while we were there, they have a selection of soaps, like handmade soaps and stuff from somebody mm-hmm. local in Cape. That they sell there at the shop and stuff, and they had one that's a Fruit Loops flavor. It smelled exactly like you just open up a box and just, you know, sniffed on the inside. It was fucking <laughs> glorious. I was just like, I could not imagine wanting to bathe with this, but it's awesome <laughs> how accurate it was. It'd be nice to wash your hands, maybe. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Especially if you're like that. throughout the day, if you're just kind of like this, and you're just like stays with you. Oh, him. okay, that's that's a, that's a pleasant <laughs> smell. Now I'm just gonna be the weirdo here smelling my hands. Absolutely, or like to like a like a shampoo of that would be nice. Every time you like just did a little, uh, or like a, a little beer, toss and a turn. Beer cream would be good, especially since yeah. it's so close to your nose and just get wafts of it every now and then in there. I like. I love hanging out with Justin. His beard smells like Fruit Loops. Mm-hmm. That's the only yeah. reason I love hanging out with Justin. <laughs> Other than that, he's he's not cool. I, I snuggle <laughs> with him just because of that. Uh, uh, um, so I, uh, KFC, speaking of them mm-hmm. from a while back when you were like, I don't like it. Uh, no, uh, I like Pizza it. Hut. No, me, <laughs> me, no, lackey. uh, no, uh, Pizza Hut and KFC have, uh, have gotten together to make a, a popcorn chicken pizza that you can now get at, uh, at the UK Pizza Hut locations. Um, and I guess will be coming to us sooner than later, maybe even here already. Really? Yeah, so you can get uh, it, to me. It just looks like somebody took a cheese pizza and they just took a handful of popcorn chicken and they just went eh, and they just threw it on there. Uh, <laughs> so that's a, it, how many chains are all tied together that are like that? Because I mean, you know, you've got your KFC, KFC Taco, Taco Bell, Bell, and is there a pizza KFC hut? Pizza Hut hybrid? Yeah, I somewhere? don't know if they're tied, but they're all owned by those three are owned by the same company for sure. That's so weird. I've never actually seen a joint one together, but I didn't know that they were technically like all one thing yeah i don't know how many others are like that though like that would be kind of interesting to find out but um maybe crocs is owned by the same company also and that's why you're getting the pair up of the ksc crocs Mm -hmm. um real quick aside though what i was wanting to mention was when we went to the hempies we went back there to look at the cdd cbd and they have all kinds of different uh like uh, pipes, one hitters, all kinds of different things like that for smoking and whatnot. Um, okay. But that this particular Hempies and Cape, they now carry a Jay and Silent Bob mystery pipe pack. You have a, nice. it's a, it's like a grand grab bag type of thing. You have a, a choice of getting a, a mystery of one of ten pipes. Um, they, oh, that's they, cool. they said that ever since they have, they had people open them up before they leave the store. Uh-huh. Um, and they've never seen one of the exact same. So they had 10, and they've given out at least one of each, you know, different kind. Dang. Um, so I opened up mine in the store. It is this uh, this nice blue one here. 
Oh, cool. Uh, you got the Jay and Silent Bob logo there, and it's got this mm-hmm. in the front. Um, they're all inspired from different movies, like the different things. The one I have here is actually a Mallrats one, um, and it has some of the quotes and stuff on the front, as, long as, as well as a picture of Jay and Silent Bob. But they also have oh, that's uh, cool. a Secret Stash one, uh, what they call Classic, which is kind of like a tie-dye with a logo on it. Uh, Buddy Christ, a Blunt Man and Chronic, a all-black one that just says Jay and Bob, the Mallrats one. A movies one, one that says Snooch to the Nooch, uh, on the run one, and then one from the Groovy Cartoon movie. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was really cool. I just got it, and I was just like, I've been trying to actually just keep collecting them because they're not, like, expensive. It was like 10 bucks for this pipe. Oh, I was wow. just like, that's not bad to have, and it's kind of cool. Absolutely. I like it. Me too. I like it. Uh, Burger King is testing out a new sandwich mm. that is a French fry sandwich. I seen this. What is the uh, what's the sauce on? Is it just ketchup? Uh, looks like ketchup and mayonnaise. Mayo. Okay, I knew yeah. it had that ketchup and mayo on it. What's the ketchup, mayonnaise, fries, and a bun? What's the? Uh, it has a name. Has, oh yeah, yeah. It actually has like a, a name for it. I forgot what it's called. I saw this on mm. in the news. Uh, Burger King <laughs> fry sandwich. <laughs> I guess it's I should have said burger because they call it a fry burger for some reason. Is it the the chip buddy? No, that's it. The chip buddy, something like that. Yeah, chip buddy, but b u t t y. Because it's in England. Yeah, yeah it's a, it's because it's an English thing. That's what they call it. Is the chip buddy? Huh. Yep. A lot of places are just calling it the French fry sandwich or just the fry sandwich. Uh, but there on their official website, it's labeled as the chip buddy. Would you would you partake in a chip buddy? Uh, if it's cheap enough, I'm not. I'm not gonna pay like Burger King burger sandwich prices. Like you're not gonna pay six bucks for a no, for because burger. they do that shit all the time. Like when the Impossible <laughs> Whopper came out, it was like five forty nine for one of those things, and it's just like, oh, cool. It tastes like a burger, um, mm-hmm. a mediocre one at that. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Yeah, just kind of pricey for that. They're going to try and charge me that for like a handful of fries that they threw down with some sauces on a fucking bun exactly. that's like way cheaper than what it should be. I'm not, I'm not going to pay those kind of prices for that. But yeah, I would try it. <laughs> Faux show. Uh, there's a couple other, looks like uh, Lay's chips that just came out. Uh, or they just brought back, rather. They have a Yeah, crispy they do that to me all the time. They're like, new flavors. And then I'm like, I've seen these before. So, yeah, yeah I, I guess it helps to... I reckon to I, didn't, I didn't know about the crispy taco flavor. That makes sense, though, because, I mean, you've got I your taco flavor chips. You had it before? Yeah. I thought we even had it together. I don't remember that. Maybe not. Uh, and then the fried green tomato came back as well, it looks like. Yeah. I think it said that they were... They're about to be out soon and expected to be at at Kroger's, I guess it would be Kroger's for us. They're uh, they're about to turn from when they originally made them, so they've got to sell them. They're like, oh, we got to repackage these and make it seem like they just came back. Check these Whenever out. Every single one expires in like April. <laughs> it's like you have two days to eat this. Uh, my favorite piece of food news uh, for this week is uh, the new McDonald's candles that are being released. Uh, so they, I guess it is a a big uh, celebration of quarter pounder with cheese for some reason. There's a bunch of uh, other pieces of uh, uh, what's it called when you can buy things stuff propaganda. No, mm. not propaganda. Um, just things, you know, never mind. Doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> but one of the best things is propaganda there is for it. <laughs> there's six candle flavors that they're really seeing, which are the six 
key ingredients to the quarter pounder with cheese. You can get a sesame seed bun candle. You can get a ketchup candle, a pickle candle, a cheese candle, an onion candle, and of course the 100% fresh beef candle. I'm going to tell you something real quick. I I saw this in the news and I skipped it. <laughs> um because it sounds fucking gross. <laughs> I for one am uh, I I mean I'll openly admit I'm 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 very much so the type of guy that breaks down and decides I need to get a McDonald's every now and then as much as I do not like it. But this last time that I had McDonald's, which was probably like two weeks ago now at this point, it okay. made me so sick to my stomach and like feeling <laughs> I'm going to throw up. I like made it, cemented it in my head. I was just like, I'm not going back because like <laughs> even the lingering smell of a quarter pounder in your car from like the bag or whatever it may be isn't it's shame. It, it's it's not just shame. It's just not good. <laughs> it's just it's it's I don't know. It gets a, it, it gives you the heebs and the jeebs. You can get a quarter pounder with love locket. Oh, I mean, that's fine. As long as I don't have to smell it. You can get the 2020 quarter pounder calendar. There's so many things you can get. You guys can't see me, but I'm shaking my head. I'm going to get you a pickle uh, candle. I don't like pickles. <laughs> <laughs> give, me like, give me the sesame seed bun or the ketchup. It's just, I wonder if the sesame, like, what do you think, like, sesame seed bun? Does it just smell like, it smells like, like a fresh, bread It smells candle? like fresh bread. I bet just it a, just smells like bread. Just a bread candle. Yeah. It's like. The onion one. Is I bet the they, put, got me the they put yeast in it, so it's, like, actually, technically, your candle's alive. It's activated. Yeah. yeah. The onion one's probably got me the worst. It's like, I don't know if anybody wants to just smell, like, raw onion smell. Mm-hmm. It's weird. There was another mock-up on here that says chalky, chalky milk and chicky tindies because of all of the, <laughs> the Baby Yoda memes. Um, oh, boy. But uh, for real, though, a chicken tender chip from Lay's would probably be pretty fucking delicious. <laughs> 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 I would try that. <laughs> oh. I know they listen, so Lay's get on it. They're they're just they're right on the they're edge at of my seat. beck and call. They do they're, everything that we they they listen to everything that we say. They're jotting as we speak. So yeah, I mean, I would assume that maybe they typed it up because they probably all have like laptops or oh. a phone or something like that. But you call like whenever you text somebody or you or you're like writing like a quick list for the grocery store. Uh-huh. Do you, are you jotting that down whenever you type in your phone or are you like let me? No, I usually it. make a note. You're making. I'm making a note of this. I'm gonna make a note. I'll make a note. I'm Should we try phone. to do that? Like change, usually, um, change it and, and make it and make it be. I'm gonna jot this down, but I'm just you're typing it in your phone. <laughs> I'll try it at work because usually, uh, like if somebody asks me to do <laughs> that's, things, that's your test audience. <laughs> yeah, while I'm like out, like on the production floor or something, if somebody asks me to do something, I'll like get my phone out. I'm like, oh, let me get my phone out and I'll I'll uh, I'll make a note of that. Um, that way they don't think I'm like goofing around on my phone. Uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll be like, Oh, let me get my phone out and jot that down. And I'll just start using that. It seems natural. I mean, I, I don't think it's going to be, uh, no, I don't think it's going to be frowned upon. I, mean, I just didn't know if it'd be like one of those things where people would just be like, Hmm, you know what I mean? Or, like it just, huh? yeah. Cause you can't say write it down because like writing is still like typing is still writing technically. So jotting I like, cause it's a little slightly off putting. I'll jot that down. Mm hmm. I like it. Get any other food news? No, I don't. All right. I got a couple of things like in the in the news news that I do want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, 
uh, one of them being there was a, a big uh, a big announcement uh, in comic book news that Sir Elton John has passed away. No, stop it. It's not real. <laughs> Don't say things like that. <laughs> Start a bunch of rumors on this episode. <laughs> nobody, nobody will even pay. We'll, we will know how many people are paying attention if that if that happens. It's uh, like literally like the next day after we drop the episode. There's just all over the news. Is Elton John dead? <laughs> what happened? People are going to fucking Snopes to try and figure it out. We we are the new Snopes. New, uh, new no, Snopes. Uh, we we are Snoops. Uh, so there's been a there's a crossover that's going to be happening, uh, and, and I don't think you know about this, but the Sandman universe is going to be crossing over with Lock and Key this fall. Really? Yeah. And I need to mar- start reading more Sandman because I don't know enough about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's going to be under the Sandman universe banner. Okay, as the all the books are now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Lock and Key is you know it's it's the the cover is kind of cool that they've released. It's just an image with Sandman universe with Lock and Key underneath it. it says October twenty twenty. So uh, and Joe Hill's writing, Gabriel Gabriel Rodriguez's uh, drawing still. So. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so uh, what is the, I'm trying to think of like how they're going to do a continuation because everything was pretty like, uh, you know, you know, tied up as far as like loose ends and stuff goes for the ending of the story gotcha. and whatnot. So I'm just curious if it's going to even follow those same characters or maybe just the same principle of it or it could be, uh, for that matter, it could even be, um, Maybe an older story. Maybe it's it's something uh, with with the dad and and his friends and meeting up with that or something like that. Um, it's called Hell and Gone. Is the is the a, a Sandman universe crossover event? Uh, but yeah, there's not much known about it yet. It's definitely uh, far out. Still, it's October. So uh, it's like, there's is the, Neil going to help them write anything as well, or is it no, just Neil's just pretty Joe? hands off? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Joe's writing. Uh, Neil's pretty hands off with the Sandman universe these days. I think he uh, kind of oversees the storylines, maybe yeah. a little bit, but not really. I'll tell you right now, though, flat out that um, I feel like with the way that he writes and stuff, giving those characters from that universe from what I know about them and putting them in the hands of Joe Hill, I think mm-hmm. is a really smart play. I feel yeah. like those characters, I feel like those characters in general will play really well with the lore and everything that's going on in the lock and key universe. Yeah. And it hasn't, they haven't said at all as to who, which characters, if any from either universe will be used or if it'll be all new stories with all new characters. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was a pretty darn cool thing there. It'd be cool if they like kind of tied in how like, um, like the the concept and the story of like Dodge and what that entity is, and maybe that's mm. kind of somehow tied to like Lucifer or something. Like, it's, or it's a dream. It's a dream creation. Yeah, something like that. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, and then Joe uh, Hill writes himself into the story just like Stephen did all the time. Yeah. Uh, they also announced that there's going to be a prequel series uh, for the Umbrella Academy. Nice coming out. So it's about when they're babies. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> little 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 people versions of it all. But they're not uh, in the academy, so I'm assuming this will <laughs> all probably just be about uh, the dad. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. That would that would be cool. I I think they've they've released some information about it, but um, not a major amount. Uh, but yeah, it seems like there's obviously a bunch of um, what's his there's name? There's a bunch of Reginald. 
Yeah, Reginald. Reginald Hargraves. Graves. Yeah. Something like that, yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, they there's a lot that it seems like it happens for the, the kids before everything goes awry. There's a lot of adventures that I could see them just kind of picking up and making little short, maybe even just like one shots of yeah. it all. Just kind of like, Hey, here's an adventure. Here's an adventure. Here's an adventure. Yeah, cool. If, even if it was just like a little mini series type of a thing, if they did like numbers one through seven or something like that, uh, you know, yeah. talking about, and it'd be mm-hmm. like them, like their quote unquote origin story about how they learned about their abilities and how it kind of came about. Like you get with like X-Men and stuff, That'd how it cool. presents itself out first and how they try to learn to utilize it and things. You remember, like, like Reginald is kind of like, I'm going to help you mold you and make this something that you can hold and obtain. Yes. And then uh, in Star Wars news, we have uh, two main things. Uh, One, the Rise of Skywalker comic book adaptation is coming in June. So look for that if you want to kind of fill in some of the blanks and get a little bit more of the... uh, kind of extended or deleted scenes from the movie uh, as I would imagine it would be since that tends to be what happens in these comic book series. Uh, you just get a little bit, a little get, get a little bit more about what's going on in those. So that's exciting for that. Really and cool. then uh, also the big announcement from uh, Disney and star Wars this week <laughs> is that they're going to be uh, looking at a whole different timeline uh, then they have in the current anything Disney uh, runs of books and comics, which will be the High Republic is what they're calling it. So there's going to be uh, books that are they, they released a, a large, uh, I think like six or seven different titles that would be coming out in August, I think is when it is. Um, one of which is a, a main comic book for. Uh, you know, normal readers, uh, adults and, and teenagers and whatnot, uh, just called Star Wars The High Republic. And then there would be a uh, children's uh, uh, kind of like the Star Wars adventure line that IDW puts out. There would be a Star Wars High Republic Adventures, which would be for younger readers comic book. And then a whole slew of novels at different reading levels. Uh, throughout that, but this is going to be 200 years before Phantom Menace, and uh, it's kind of on built on the whole uh, conversation that uh, like Ben Kenobi talks about uh, the fact that there were hundreds of years before uh, that when the Jedi ruled and there was peace in the galaxy, and there was just kind of this. Uh, this time where there wasn't any major big things happening, uh, where there were just uh, these almost like King Arthur and his court kind of setup of Jedi that just kind of policed any kind of uh, smugglers and any uh, so, light danger that kind of happened. So if this is like a reimagining, do you think we'll get any kind of like a reboot or re reimagining of existing characters that we've had in the non-canon versions of like the old Republic and stuff? I doubt it. Um, I think if anything, they'll grab maybe some of the narrative. Sure. Uh, but it seems like they're really they're really uh, really focusing on getting new stories. They've got a whole uh, they had a whole salute. Like their writers room was crazy on the video I saw. Like they had probably twenty people and they were there in there and they were all going to break off into smaller projects to kind of build this new part of it. And my guess, uh, and I, I have no clue. But uh, I wonder if this is in response to 
because you had mentioned, uh, you know, when Benioff and Weiss were doing those three movies, the yeah. other trilogy, that it would be kind of old Republic things. I wonder if this was already starting then. If that was the idea that there would be this big unleashing of comics and books and all this, as well as here's a trilogy of the stuff yeah. as well. It'd be like, we're going to have enough time to write up and build up the lore that we want. And it is all going to be absolute canon. So that way, come time for us to make a movie that'll take place in this time frame. Maybe you'll see some of those characters from the books and the comics utilized in the movie yeah. or something. They might not be like main characters, but at least you can latch on to these people because you kind of already know them or are familiar with them if you're fans of this. And it kind of gives them stuff to kind of build up off of already, too. So it makes writing the movie a little easier at that point. Exactly. That way you have That's a, what a world to dip into. Yeah. It is a bit much with like Old Republic and stuff that is from that far back that is already like existing non canon things, but. I kind of hope they retain certain characters and things of that nature, like uh, like Darth Bane would be really cool to see, like the Sith coming about and whatnot, and seeing like how that all kind of started and sparked for the Sith and the Jedi. And that's not technically canon at all because they've never mentioned anything about Bane in any of the movies or anything like that. So I'm just curious if they'll retain any of those kind of characters because they're really well fleshed out characters, whether they name them different or something that's. You know, neither here nor there, but yeah, it seemed like they weren't really. And of course, they're just giving you a teaser that they weren't really going to have Jedi versus Sith. There wasn't going to be a Sith opponent to any of these. It was going to be more about the Jedi policing against um, just gangs of of uh, scoundrels and whatnot. Uh, there's even a Wookiee Jedi. Nice and uh, Dubaka. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't think it's that, but uh, but yeah, it's it's uh, curious to see kind of how that plays out. I I wonder if they'll they'll have to lean on the Sith at some point in there, and maybe they just don't start off with it because um, they acted like there would be multiple announcements about this going forward, but that we would kind of just start with this set of things coming in August. Gotcha. Of course, comics are going to be ongoing, but everything else would be a little bit more like, hey, there's a book and it's over with. Yeah. Do you think that, uh, do you think that they avoided calling Dubaka Dewey for any reasons? <laughs> no. Why would you say that? I just didn't know. I mean, Dewey just, just, uh, it, it rolls right off the tongue. Well, uh, they did come before the Scream movie, so it wouldn't be like they were like, oh, they might think of Deputy Dewey. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, anything like that they uh over the course of the a couple weeks ago here we had uh, an animal crossing direct that was all just focused uh, purely on uh animal crossing new horizons which oh, yeah? will be coming out march 20th um the same day as doom eternal which also what? spawned a bunch of uh memes people saying like hey they should put doom guy in animal crossing and put <laughs> put some animal crossing characters as like little like little hidden characters or something that you can find in this and i was just like they'll never do it um but from that we got a few different things that they've kind of discerned to us that they uh that they hadn't really revealed before it was about a 20 to 30 minute direct i think it was i think it was closer to 20 um okay. so unlike 
previous Animal Crossing ventures, the island that you go on in New Horizons is fairly empty. In the very beginning of the game, you'll have a few small things there to have set up for you, like a tent that's just very basic. Um, but building up a community and stuff is kind of where you're going with this, as opposed to whenever you play the initial Animal Crossing, you already have a village that you're already kind of there um, that's generated for you. You interact with those people that are your neighbors and stuff. Um, you're, you're really only building up on your house and kind of living your day-to-day -day life, whereas this, you're kind of building everything from the ground up yourself on the island. So it kind of gives you like a big open playground to do things with. Um, some other new features that they kind of showcased was actually you'll you'll have some like landscaping tools that you'll be able to do things with that as it progresses. So you can actually build bridges across like natural waterways. Um, you can even carve out things from a hill in the natural waterway and make like a waterfall that comes down to it. So you can kind of kind of make the island completely your own, however you want to. Huh. Um, to kind of help you in this, you have a smartphone in the game. That's kind of your menu is a smartphone, basically. Um, it's called the Nook phone because of Tom Nook. Um, but uh, the Nook phone will be full of a bunch of different apps. That'll be like your crafting uh, things for like the terrain. Uh, you'll be able to have different recipes for cooking and stuff like that in it as well. Um, they stole that from Kingdom Hearts. I guess I, I would assume the that gummy phone, man. But this is probably in production before uh, Kingdom Hearts came out. <laughs> but I mean, maybe. Yeah, I'm gonna say it probably was. <laughs> Uh, there's a new type of progression system. Um, it's not always about money. Like in the other games, it was kind of about money and everything. Um, this one's more kind of a collection of different quests that you go on to kind of help you advance further as opposed to just trying to acquire more and more money to do specific things. So you can actually get things for your house and craft them based off of material goods and things that you acquire through quests or just for going out hunting and whatnot. You'll be able to like, hey, I've got like, five pieces of wood, this cotton, this, uh, you know, yarn and stuff. You can actually like manufacture a couch or something because you actually, you know, acquired this through trade or something to that yeah. effect. So that kind of a way to unlock new gear and things in there. Um, bunch of new characters that they're bringing back to. So, uh, we already knew some of the main ones like Tom Nook, but you'll be able to see like Isabel, um, Gulliver kicks, all these other ones that were classic original animal crossing characters that are making their way back to, um, multiplayer, um, they kind of harp uh, a little bit about how it goes. This is actually eight-player multiplayer that you can do on this. So wow. um, if you've got anybody that has Animal Crossing, um, or you can actually do, I think they said up to eight players on a single console as well, too. Um, everybody pairing onto one thing and kind of helping I each know other out. you could out. pair that many controllers. Yeah, apparently you can now. Um, but for local players, uh, yeah, up to eight people locally, and then same thing online. Um, and you can go to each other's uh, island as well to help um, if it's a friend that is favorited. Um, so that way you can kind of like nobody random can kind of come in and destroy your island or do anything stupid. If it's a friend like me and you are playing online, we invite another person that we don't really know to kind of help out. They can like collect goods and stuff like that and help us out in that way. But they can't, like, if I was like, hey, Shad, could you move this house for me? You would be able to uproot the house and move it. They couldn't tear it down and just destroy it and then leave the game oh, okay. and be dicks. Um, so they thought of some pretty cool ways to, like, stop grieving online. You know, I'm talking about, like, like where people just kind of do shitbag things just to be a troll. Um, Hate trolls. Voice and uh, text chat is in a separate app. It's on the, uh, the Nintendo Online app that you can get on your phone. Um, it'll have... Uh, 
which I thought was cool. Uh, they've only had the, the voice uh, chatting uh, capabilities with it before, but in this game specifically, it actually has a text chat. So you mm -hmm. can just get onto that app and you can just message each other back and forth with friends that you're, uh, your people that you're friends with on Nintendo Online. Oh, okay. Um, I already talked about how you can shape the island itself. I'm trying to highlight some of these things and kind of blow past it. Um, they're, they're not saying anything about paid DLC for this. Um, they, they have no anticipation of releasing paid DLC, but there will be tons of updates for tons of other content and it's all going to be free. Um, so like whether it be like new packs as far as like clothing options go for your characters or items for your house, different ways that you can kind of manipulate the island or whatever it may be, different tools that you can get, all that stuff will be coming out free. Um, it'll say, it said that the first, uh, big, huge free updates actually going to be happening in April, which will just be a little less than a month from after the game launch and whatnot. So, uh, Seems really cool. I, I've always enjoyed Animal Crossing. I've not really played too much of any of them recently. Like, I never played New Leaf. Um, I re did re-download uh, the, uh, the camp one that's for free on iOS and Android um, to kind of check it out and play it again because I haven't played it in a while. called Pocket Camp. Um, gotcha. And uh, have been playing it just for a little bit to try and kind of get myself back into the swing of things as far as Animal Crossing goes. But it's so different than the actual like base game because there's a lot of things they had to do on there to utilize. Be like, hey, you can play and then also spend money with us if you want to, like they do with <laughs> fucking everything else that's free. But um, you know, like it's it's the same formula as you know Fire Emblem Three Houses or Three Houses Fire Emblem Heroes or Kingdom Hearts Union Cross. You know, you play for like an hour or so if you wanted to like hardcore play for an hour and then once it gets to that point where like on fire moments like your character's out of stamina you can pay more money to get more stamina if you want to unless you have the yeah. item that does it or you know you could just wait like two or three hours and play again if you want to or if you're like me i might play for like 30 minutes to an hour and then i'm just like cool i'm done for the day yeah i never hit that wall even to even worry about it yeah i'm just like oh, i'm done yeah, so I mean, it's essentially Absolutely. essentially the same thing for me as far as it goes, and I like playing those mobile games in that kind of small spurts. So it yeah. it, it plays out really well for me. Uh, doing pocket camps kind of the same. You have your own like little camp that you are able to manipulate, and like um, you kind of uh, instead of just the inside of like your camper or your tent because you have both that are there, um, you can create and change things inside of your camper you don't really see the inside of your tent but your tent site is kind of blocked off and you can kind of customize the way that is with it like different types of furniture uh what your pit you know uh might be looking like different things of that nature what's your pit be looking like what's your pit look like hmm? <laughs> that's cool you got any other news um, I got one more thing I wanted to talk about. Uh, so I don't know how much you keep up with the comic book side of like just like news in general. But uh, this past week, uh, Dan DiDio, the uh, kind of co-head of DC Comics, was let go uh, of the company. And so that would kind of uh, spark some rumors and some whispers and whatnot. And uh, some pretty interesting rumors kind of came out of it uh, that I, I wanted to just kind of address uh, and let them be known that, like, definitely we're playing them as rumors. But uh, there's a couple of things. So 5G is one of the big uh, things that he had been pushing out. And one of the big like DC comic events is this 5G, which is essentially uh, five generations of characters. And so it allows the uh, them to be able to tell stories from all different eras of 
um, a superhero's life or different eras of that superhero. Like, um, for instance, if you wanted to tell stories about all the different flashes, you didn't have to explain why Wally West was flash now or Barry Allen was flash. Now you could just say, well, this is a story that takes place during G one or G two or whatever. And then you could continue those stories on. So there was, there was kind of a, a pretty cool way to kind of come up with the fact to say, Hey, there, we can say all of this exists. It's all real. It's all part of this world. Uh, but it's all in these different realms, kind of like when they did the different Earths at mm-hmm. one point in the time. So this was going to be their way to say that one of these Gs uh, was going to be the new superheroes. There was going to be uh, an African-American Batman, and there was going to be, um, I think, a, a girl Green Lantern, and there was going to be, they were going to kind of do some some gender and race kind of swapping uh, with the characters to kind of modernize them and bring them back up to the time without getting rid of my Batman or my Wonder Woman or whatever it may be. Um, so that was kind of their answer to that. And this has been something they've whispered about and talked about a little bit here and there. Uh, yeah. Uh, for the last couple months or so, uh, but that it would be kind of heating up and picking up its paces towards the middle of this year. Um, I think there's a, a zero G or something along those lines was going to be like the free comic book day book for uh, this year, which would be in May. Uh, And so that would kind of be the kickoff to the true setup for this 5G thing. So with that all kind of being the thing and Dan DiDio being that kind of headed up this project uh, with him leaving, uh, there's a lot of whispers about, if 5g doesn't work or if they don't pick up book sales, um, AT&T owns Warner media and therefore owns, uh, DC comics as well. Um, uh, and so the talk, there's been whispers that AT&T would close DC comics if 5g didn't go what the way it was supposed to. And even one of my very interesting rumors that I, I saw on the internets was that potentially they would, sell DC comics to Marvel and that Marvel would publish DC comics also. Wow. And what that would do. And I was like, Holy cow, that would be wild. I mean, you're talking about something that probably would never happen. Um, yeah, but it's, it's crazy so, though to think about. Right. Exactly. So it's like, it's, it's interesting to kind of go down that road though and be like, I, I get, cause I guess they consider Marvel comics to be, successful still uh you know they 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 reboot all of the time which is kind of annoying but um i guess people like that they get that like issue one all the time and they get to kind of see what's up with it um but the that idea is kind of weird but you see marvel just kind of owning it and we're going well we're gonna we're gonna do here's the new all new this the marvel now marvel all new all better and they get just like keep doing it and they rebrand it and they're not they don't shame they don't feel shamed on it they just kind of do their thing uh whereas dc has to make a giant event and say this is the final time and we're gonna really do it and i, and I think that's probably wearing out it's kind of welcome I guess at DC where they're just like, all right, let's, let's be done with it. This is the last time. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of, uh, little, uh, interesting pieces of information that are happening there. I'm sure that they're just gonna kind of take this with stride. I wouldn't mind if it would be interesting to me, like in a world where what if a comic book company like DC 
just took a break. They just closed the doors for a bit and they were just yeah. like, we're not going to publish. And then we come back in two years and everything starts over again. But it's like, everybody has a chance to miss it. Right? I don't think anybody, when they reboot like this, they don't really give anybody a chance to miss it before they do something again. That's It'd be weird, weird to live in a world that wouldn't have like a new Batman comic coming out on a regular basis kind yeah. of a thing. You know what I mean? Well, I so think many different other stories or whatever it may be going on at the same time. Yeah. I think there's rules with like uh, Wonder Woman, I think, is one of those that has like if they don't publish something uh, within six months or something like that, they lose the license to it. Wow. Like for as long as they've had Wonder Woman, they still like have this contention that if they don't produce something new for that character. And I think that's the same for some of the other that weren't like originally started at DC. Mm-hmm. Um that will just kind of will revert back to the creator or the creator's family. Um, so yeah, I imagine that that's, that's going to happen then though, if that's the case, like if it goes back to the creator or the creator's family and they're like, Oh no, 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 we, we, we were just trying to do our take our break kind of a thing. We need this character back. It's a very essential part of the universe. If it's kind of just like, Hey, we'll set up a, another contract deal. How much money you got? We're going to need a little more this time. If yeah. it's something oh, that sure. effect kind of a thing or how that kind of goes. Yeah. I'm sure that's what it would be. It's like, Oh, we'll let you use it, but it's going to be twice as much now. Hmm. Uh, today that we're recording this is actually a Pokemon day. Um, they did showcase a new mythical Pokemon that's coming I out for that. Sword and Shield, uh, Zerud, uh, which uh, is a dark grass type. He looks like kind of like the dark version of what's the Grookey's final form? Oh, the, yeah, the yeah. Big I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he kind of looks like an evil version of that guy. Yeah. Like it's all black and white and stuff. He looks like a monkey that got taken over by the Venom suit. Um, <laughs> Uh, and then it also sparked a bunch of stuff online about people making memes. His name sounds like Zerud, sounds like Darud, and Darud wrote that famous song, Sandstorm. So they're like, I hope that Zerud can learn Sandstorm, because that would just like kind of uh, cement the meme of it. I, like yeah, I don't thing. know what that is. Darud, the Sandstorm song? Nope. Okay, we'll look that up whenever you're done. You'll know what it is. You just don't know that's the name of the song or the artist. I got but you. I, gar- I guarantee you'll know it as soon as you hit the chorus. Uh, if I did it for you, you would probably automatically know it. <laughs> like if I went, you you would know it. I would know what's up. You do. Uh, let's see. I got a couple other gamey things. Uh, they they taste just like rabbit. Um, <laughs> so the March PS Plus lineup is Sonic Forces and Shadow of the Colossus. Um, okay. So for those people that haven't got a chance to ever play Shadow of the, or Shadow of the Colossus, uh, don't sleep on that one. Make sure you download it and play it. It's a fucking amazing game. And then uh, games with gold this uh, for March coming up are uh, Batman, The Enemy Within. So that kind of wraps up what definitive Telltale Batman stories we have. Because they had uh, last month you could get the first Telltale Batman game um, for free. And then now you can get the final Batman game for free. Um, so if you had Xbox games with gold for the past couple months, you have the entire Telltale Batman series for free. Uh, Shantae Half Genie Hero, which is a really fun side-scrolling game. Um, uh, Castlevania Lords of Shadows 2 and Sonic Generations. So two Sonic sets of games between both consoles. 
Yeah. Sonic Generations is a pretty solid title. It's it's a really cool is it? uh, take. Uh, it's literally multiple Sonics, like from all, uh, like alternate universe Sonic. One is like from Sonic, the original Sonic, from like Sonic 1, 2, and 3. Mm-hmm. And the other one is your 3D Sonic from like Sonic Adventures and so on. Um, and they're kind of coalescing in one exact universe trying to fight against each other's Robotniks. Um, and so whenever you play through the levels as uh, classic Sonic, it is a classic Sonic game. And then you'll also have your 3D levels that's kind of mixed into it. So it's kind of taking like the best of both worlds and merging it into one game. Um, cool. But it was an original, it was originally like an Xbox 360 title. But yeah, that'll be free for uh, Games with Gold next month. Well, that's just swell. I just listened to that song and I have no idea what it was. I've never heard it before in my life. Wow, that's weird. I like, I like everybody knew it. <laughs> there's no, uh, there's no words to it. No, no, it's a dance. It's like a EDM song. I don't, I, I don't fall down that path usually. Oh, I know. I it, it, it's so like troped in so many things, whether it be internet culture or just a lot of shit that happened in like the early two thousands. It's, it's on a ton of fucking movies and stuff too. Once uh, it's released and stuff, it's, it's just, it's kind of ingrained in a lot of stuff that is within huh. our wheelhouse so i didn't know if you would have heard it or not i guess well well uh i didn't read this at all yet but it just popped up on my feed <laughs> destiny 2 is going to remove paid loot boxes in favor of a more fortnite style battle pass system oh so i'm fucking excited about that for if there's any kind of gear that you want to get in that game that's like a really nice weapon skin or a ship or something for your character that you want that's a little slight different they want you to pay for it like with like straight up cash oh like individual like you have yeah. to go versus like way. every season they'll be like now they'll be like hey pay us ten dollars more for this entire season and you'll just get shit every single week kind of oh, a thing I and see. they'll just feed you stuff instead of buying stuff for like five bucks a pop here and there i gotcha which i mean i'm all in a matter of favor for i Started playing Destiny a little bit again uh, recently because it's coming close to the end of this season. So I think March 10th or something like that is the reset for the next season. So it's all kind of coming to a head now. That's cool. You're cool. You want to get into some personals? Yeah, of course I do. Let's do it. Let's talk about some games. Speaking of games like the Destinies, you been playing anything else? Or that. Uh, I picked up uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. It is the first, uh, my first new game of 2020. First 2020 release I picked up. What? Uh, this is a, this is a new game from Cyber. What is it? Cyber Connect Two. They've made some of these other Dragon Ball games in the past as well before, um, but this is supposed to be, according to. Uh, Akira Tomiyama, the the creator of the Dragon Ball franchise, this is supposed to be kind of like the definitive experience of like re, like replaying and reliving the Dragon Ball Z sagas all in one game, and you know, kind of encompassed into one thing. Um, and That's I can it. totally see it's really cool. It, it, it involves not just straight up like combat and fighting and stuff like that all the time, like most of them were. This actually has involved. Uh, world exploration too so you you can actually be like a goku flying around the nimbus cloud and doing side missions for characters on multiple islands and stuff like that and uh searching for the dragon balls yourself and and doing all kinds of different fun side quests and then whenever you go through the main story beat it follows all the main story beats that you would hit in actual dragon ball and it has most of the original um 
Dragon Ball voice actors from the uh, from the Americas doing their voices again for it, which I mean they're still making new Dragon Ball stuff, so they're yeah. still they're still the voice actors active, for it. Yeah. Except for uh, some of the characters aren't like uh like the one that played Gohan whenever he was like a little kid, they had to redo the voice because the kid's obviously not like ten years old anymore that did the original voice. That makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah. So they have like some of those things recast of like characters for kids that are like that. But most of them are all uh, the exact same thing. It's really cool seeing all of it because almost every single bit of it, with the exception of some of the side quests, it has voice acting that's tied to it. So mm. it's kind of like watching Dragon Ball, but you're experiencing it and fighting it yourself. Gotcha. So the, is this the game that you were talking about originally? You were like, they're making yet another game where you see Goku's origins or whatever. And Yeah, yeah. But it's 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 past that expectation. It's it's better than what you. Yeah, were I was waiting it for it. I was because it is essentially that it is another story of Goku's origins. It is another game that's just washing it out again because it's <laughs> happened so many times. But this one, after I read some of the reviews on it and everything, it kind of yeah, it, it meets ex past a little bit of those expectations because it is more involved than what I thought it was going to be. It actually has like a character class system of like upgrading. Think of. Um, Final Fantasy X, how you have the the skill tree that you kind yeah, of yeah. branch out on and things. Uh-huh. It, it has a skill tree that's very similar to that for all of the characters, so you can buff up and learn new moves in specific things, gain new uh, more health, more energy to kind of you know revitalize yourself and and fight better. Um, it has all these branching skill trees that are kind of similar to that too, that you kind of accrue points for battles and stuff, and that kind of feeds into that, so you can gain levels and and. Uh, that all kind of feeds back into it. So it's, it's mix is like a, it mixes like a, a good action game with an RPG. Cool. Right on. Yeah. It's been I really like fun. It. I'm not too far into it. I think I'm yeah. like still, I've finished up the Saiyan saga, so I'll be taking off from earth and going to planet Namek next. It'd be the next saga to go fight Frieza. But, uh, so I'm still pretty early into it, but it's been really fun so far. Cool. I went on a, a journey uh, I think we even talked. We talked a little bit about uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater, uh, maybe last time we were talking, and that yeah. they were potentially doing a remaster on stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I went. I, I after that, I was like, I I really want to play a skateboarding game. Like I just kind of like had it in my brain. Um, and so I I went through because I've got you know I've got Switch, I've got the PlayStation Four, and I was like, is there any is there any game that came out, any skating game that came out that I could play and, you know, and I didn't have to be Tony Hawk, uh, brand. It could be anything. Um, but really nothing came out for the PlayStation four, except for Tony Hawk five. Yeah. And, and nothing has come out for the switch. If you really want like a, a first person kind of a skateboarding experience, maybe you might be able to play skate three on PS four. There's not a remaster for it, but I'm not sure if you'll be able to play it or not. I think it was a Xbox three, six, PS3 title, but I'm not sure if it's on there at all. To yeah, download. I gotcha. Yeah, there wasn't anything uh, digital, at least. I didn't go searching physical releases um, at all. But uh, so I was like, well, I'll I'll, uh, I'll throw King, uh, Tony Hawk Five in my in my uh, my what is that wish list and kind of watch. And then like two days later, it went on sale for like twelve bucks or fifteen bucks or something like that. So nice. I was like, oh, I'll pick that up. And so I went through and uh, played the tutorials, and and I was like. 
this isn't as bad as I remember it being. Uh, for some reason in my head, it was like, oh, that was like a real stinker. Like it, it just didn't play like the other ones did for some reason in my head. Uh, but when I went through it this time, I was like, oh, this is this is fine. And I actually went through the tutorials, which I don't ever remember doing on other Tony Hawk games. They um, usually don't have a ton of tutorials on old games. Yeah, so like I actually like know how to do moves now which is kind of cool yeah. <laughs> and i was like instead of going how do they how do they end up landing that i always knew how to grind but that was about it uh uh so i went through and actually played it and i didn't hate it um i haven't played a lot of it i'm still uh about ready to get out of the first world or level or whatever you call it uh, but just having uh, having a good old time just doing some some tricks and grinding and and whatnot. So I, uh, I would if somebody's hankering for a skateboarding game and didn't give Tony Hawk Five a shot, I would give it a shot. It's not too shabby. On that. I'm trying to say that like most of the people, I'm not seeing scores online uh, that are above a four point five for that <laughs> <Really>? game. Yeah, <laughs> like this IGN article, the bottom summary, uh, just for example, says three point five rated awful. Um, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5 has rare moments of nostalgic joy that are drowned out by an abundance of its faults. Hmm. So I don't know. Maybe maybe it had a bunch of like really bad shit that happened with it like whenever it was first launched. Maybe it yeah. needed some like something to kind of like some patches or some shit to revitalize it and maybe nobody went back through to re-review it or something afterwards. It could be. It could be. I I also wonder I'm I'm waiting to see what the second world is like uh because the first one is very limited like you're not you don't have a very like you know all the other ones you immediately when you start you've got like an open world where you can go find secret doors and and like it's immediately like a lot bigger uh this is takes place like in like a warehouse skate park and Mm -hmm. that's it like you're not going very far so i would that would be my biggest gripe if they continue to be really small worlds would be you're used to kind of having a wide open area that's why i always love Tony Hawk's 1, 2, and 3 because they're classics. I love the different worlds, the different setups that you get with it and whatnot. That's that's amazing. It's always been fun. But the other thing was that whenever they made those underground games, they also had like a definitive story with it. They gave you a reason yeah. why you were going from place to place. I think like the first one was like, you're a semi-pro skater that's trying to go pro like yeah. Dan Margera and these other skaters. Rodney and Mullen gotta... and all these guys are trying to help you. Yeah, you're trying to make a good skate, skate tape. So you're going to all these like famous venues. You go to the uh, that school in uh, high school in California where the California death drops at and stuff. You do the death drop itself and yeah. film you doing it and stuff. So it's all uh, has a definitive story that's about you going like Tony Hawk's uh, Underground 2 had like a rivalry story. So like you had yeah, two dudes right. that were competing and then it was like an underground skate tournament and then it went to like this big one that finally like finished out in Tokyo or something like that. You guys were finishing and fighting against each other basically in this big massive skating tournament there that was like their version of the X Games kind of a thing. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I, I love those kind of things. And I'm going to be excited. Hopefully they'll get the remaster down. But that yeah, that gives cool. me hope. If you if you say it's good, I'm, I'll am i definitely check it out because I've always been hankering for a good skate game. And I would try Absolutely. it out if it's on sale still. Yeah. I'll, I was going to uh, tell you because I, they had a bunch of, uh, and I forgot about it, they had a bunch of uh, PS1 classics that were on sale on uh, on PS4 that you could download. Oh, cool. I picked up Doom because uh, it was like two bucks, the original Doom. Yeah, but there was some like uh, older Final Fantasy titles and stuff that were on there. And uh, right now, 
I don't know if it's right now, but like oh, Chrono, okay. Chrono Cross and some other like really good RPGs. Cool. Um, that were on there. There were like five dollars or less. Nice. Um, I'll have to check it out. This last week, so I'm not sure if it's still that way. Then a bunch of uh, PS2 classics that you could only download if you have a PS3 for some reason <laughs> that are on sale too, and they were only like two or three bucks a piece, which was like a steal because some of the PS2 games they were selling were like really good. Oh wow. Cool. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. Uh, and the other game I played was uh, I've been playing, got a, a hankering to play some more Kingdom Hearts Union Cross, um, I guess because of the the news of Dark uh, Dark Road coming out. And that's going to be actually released under the Kingdom Hearts Union Cross umbrella. It's going to be, it seems like Union Cross is now just going to be the home for Kingdom Hearts game, mobile games, because they've got the, uh, the, I don't know if it was, uh, what do they call it? Kai three or something like that. But the, where you could go and play the mobile games that were on kingdom hearts three. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could do that through the mobile game, but then you could also, uh, dark road is going to be through that same hub. So it's all going to be one part of, uh, one app, I guess that you can use. I like everything story wise. that's come out of union cross and whatnot, but, I'm really excited to kind of dive in and see a little bit more about like younger Zaya Norton, kind of where that yeah. kind of entails and stuff to well, know more about his like insights. And it looks like it's going to be uh, like, it's going to be art style the same, but it looks like it's going to be card based. Like it's going to have like a, a some sort of card typed uh, gaming in there. Uh, maybe a little bit like uh memory, uh, what uh, chain of memories. Yeah. Uh, it's a, any of the stuff, and I, I just might not remember right now, does any of the stuff that's been out, does it have uh, any videos or anything that kind of encompasses the story of Union Cross? Um, the I mean, because back cover is what? Like uh, the original game, like it just kind of stops after that, um, that you get with uh, 2.5. Uh, so I think every you can go on YouTube and watch like cut Videos. scenes that somebody's pieced together. This is what I want to see because I want to know because I, I not that I don't want to play the game, but it's yeah. like so many chapters deep, and I'm seeing yeah, stuff like when I was reading. Like I was reading some lore on some of that shit that was in there from certain characters about like uh, uh, like is is uh, Zigbar the master of masters or like whatever Zigbar's like original name was when yeah yeah so it's like lushu actually the master of masters is he the one that has the the no-name key like who is who are these characters and it kind of dives into some of that stuff and then like i'm reading some of the stuff in this article about it and it says see chapter 435 part whatever on, <laughs> on chain and i was just like no, I don't know if I'm going to be able to dive that deep. I was like, I want to see this and actually experience it, at least just like reading it and watching it and stuff. But yeah, absolutely. I didn't know if that exists somewhere. I was like, I don't think I remember any of that being on any of the stuff from like what would it be now essentially like story so far. You know yeah. what I mean? Like any of those videos that have come yeah, out. Yeah, back cover will give you like the lead in. But I think that back cover actually covers, if I'm not mistaken, the original Kingdom Hearts Kai game, like the original mobile game before it was unchained and before it was union. Um, and I think that that's all that that covers is just like the lead up story. Um, so I'd be interested to know if they're planning on eventually doing, I almost guarantee there's somebody that's on YouTube that literally has like a playlist they've made that says King of oh, yeah. story, all of it. 
or some shit like that. And it's well, just like literally all of it just there in that sense. Just pulling it together. Yeah. Well, cause like, uh, even that, that podcast I listened to the, uh, uh, got it memorized. They do when they do their recaps, they also have an ongoing recap of the union cross game. And mm-hmm. so, like, a, as they do updates of it, I think that they just release, like, part six of that. So, yeah. like, you can kind of keep up with the story there. And they do, they just do, they watch the videos that are on YouTube, and then they make notes about it and talk about it that way. Um, but, yeah, the, there's a there's a lot going on. I've, I haven't been playing. I get distracted in those games because there's, yeah. like, raid uh, things that are going on. And then you can go over here and you can do these special missions. And they have, like, there's a bunch so of stuff. There's so much. Just, it seems like a, whenever you get into the game, and it's similar to hopping in. Like, if you're fresh off the boat as far as it can goes, not knowing much of anything that is has anything to do with Fire Emblem, yeah, um, which you don't need to know too much about those characters because they'll introduce them to you throughout the game and whatnot as you play. But whenever you get to like the actual like main castle hub of that world and stuff, it's like they're just fucking hitting you with information after information. <laughs> it just seems like so much overload that there's so many di- like it's literally just a giant massive like you of different things that you can interact with and do in that game. And just click on like fucking. There's just so much shit of it, and it seems like that oh, kind sure, of like yeah. information overload to me with Union Cross. Yeah, uh, I, at the point I'm at, there isn't really, but it's just like mission overload. Like you can go over here and you can do all this, so many like different special things. They had some like Valentine's Day special things, but you get different medals that you can only get from these missions. And so like I I was like 40 minutes in and hadn't even played a, a regular mission, which a lot of those extra ones you don't use Lux, which is like your energy or whatever. So like I hadn't even, uh, I hadn't even used anything that I was needing to use. Um, so I had a full bar of, uh, of stuff and, uh, and hadn't even dove into it yet. So yeah, there's a lot that you can get involved in with, yeah. with union cross and, uh, and your snapshots. Yeah. I like to, I just want to know more about its lore and stuff like that and not have, know that I, it's okay if you don't play 900 chapters of this game kind of a thing. Like I said, it's not that it's fun. <laughs> it's just that I feel like if I am playing even just an hour a day, it would take me so long to get to that point Absolutely. where I'm caught up, which even caught up isn't even caught up because they're going to still keep making shit, I'm sure. Yeah, they keep dropping. I mean, they drop <laughs> they drop updates with, with new stories like uh, probably monthly, if not more yeah. often than that. So, yeah, they're pretty active. I would say that they're probably going to die off a little bit once Dark Road comes out. They'll probably just work on updating that for a bit. Yeah. Uh, but, I yeah. I see that happening. I, I, I kind of yeah. I, I wanted to get overloading. updated with it for sure. Yeah. Movies and TV? Movies and TV. What'd you do? I watched uh, movies and TV. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did you watch Lock and Key all the way? Not all the way. I'm uh, over halfway through with it. Oh, good. Cool. Um, but, yeah, I watched more Lock and Key. Um, I can't remember what the last thing I saw was because it's been like a week or so since I've watched the last episode that I watched. Yeah, you'll have to um, tell me where you're at because I'm finished, so I don't want to spoil nothing for you. It's not going to spoil it. It's different than the story. It is sure. a lot different, yeah. Yeah, there's there's some stuff that happens that I know happens that I've seen like pictures of or screenshots of from Twitter and whatnot. Um, closer toward the end of the actual like saga or I yeah. guess or whatever but I know like um, so I guess spoilers for anybody that hasn't watched it or isn't that isn't as far as I am or you are I guess into it mm-hmm. um, but I know that uh, he, that Dodge doesn't 
possess Lucas. She possesses, or he possesses, uh, what is the character's name? The other boy. Oh, um, oh, what is his name? Because he's not technically a character, like a canon character, because he... He just changes sexes, goes back to being a boy in the comics, yeah, and, and calls himself Luke, um, and looks exactly like he did before as yeah, Lucas, that's right. yeah, yeah. Um, but just has like same has like piercings and stuff now instead, mm-hmm. um, but uh, looks almost exactly identical like what he did because there's characters that see him and they're just like, don't I know you? And yeah, you know, kind of shit like there's that. Familiarness. The this him. is like a completely different person that she has like inhabited essentially. Yeah. So she's inside that boy's body instead. I know that happens, but that's not known until I guess the end of it. I'm assuming. What uh, what boy are you talking about? It's another boy that's that's part of the the group that Kinsey no, that's and Lucas. No, there's not a Lucas, is there? Yeah, absolutely. There is a Lucas that's part of it. Yeah, I didn't think the character's the name was Lucas. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. That's why I was confused. I was kind of going along, and then I was like, wait a second. It, it's it's only that, yeah. And it's, it's not she's not inhabiting his body. She's got the the key, the the shifting yeah, key, the, face. The, key. She changed the the she changes bodies. Yeah, yeah. Because they have in the in the story, she has there. There's a gender key. So you can oh. change. You can change from being a man to a woman because Lucas That's right. was in Rindle's time. Lucas was a boy. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And Lucas gets possessed and inhabited by this demon that becomes yes Dodge. Um, essentially, and that's, that's all true. Yes. Except for they just they don't call it a gender key in here. That's just a, a like a shape shifting or a face shifting key. Okay. Yeah. This one was like literally like one half of the key face looks like a boy, one half of the key face looks like a girl, and you use it on your body and it just turns you either into a boy or a girl, whatever. But it's uh, Lucas is created because there's an echo key. Is there an echo okay. key in the book? No. I don't remember the echo key being there. So there's an echo key and essentially you go in the well house and you can, you use the echo key to get into the well house and you can ask to see someone and they'll, they'll become. Okay. They call it an echo key. Yeah. They call it the echo key. Okay. Cause in the actual book, there is a well house key. It is literally just called the well house key. It looks like, (laughs) looks like a bunch of circles cause it looks like the well, like looking down into it. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the wellhouse key. That's the same principle because closer toward the end of the series, at one point in time, Tyler goes in there with the wellhouse key and asks to talk to his dad. Uh, and Rendell comes out, and they have kind of like a big heart to heart about some shit. So same thought, but uh, the uh, is it Ellie? The yeah, Ellie goes into the wellhouse and wants to speak to Lucas, and so. Lucas is becomes alive in the well house, but can't leave the well house. But Dodge is still inhabiting Lucas's body. So it's essentially Lucas as the husk, but Dodge as the, the innards. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, when I, when I started talking to Lucas, it wasn't the same Lucas. I remembered it was, it was the, a more forceful and a more kind of a different uh, personality. And it was the demon that was inside Lucas after they opened the Omega key uh, or the Omega door. Um, and so that, the, do you ever get to see the demon in this? No, it's just, it's always Dodge. Okay. I didn't know you get to see like versions or personifications in the books eventually of what the demon looks like attached to a host. Um, which is kind of cool because it shows at one point in time, um, uh, 
fuck, what's his name? Sam Lesser, yeah, the yeah. killer kid, the uh-huh. kid that kills Rindle. He uses the the ghost key to fly out of the door as a yes. spirit, and you get to see Dodge also as a spirit. And it's like Dodge is here as a spirit, as a husk, but then you see this weird worm thing that's like inside of Dodge that's like attached to her. And it's this like demon with this like fucking Sauron eye that's like just like <laughs> looking around everything. So you get to see like the embodiment of it. I didn't know if they would try to do that in this uh, They it, They very easily could season two. They've set up all of those pieces to where that could work. Yeah. Which I mean, it's not really like a, a surprise. You can tell that like there's some fucking dark shit that's going on with it. Right. I told Mandy, Mandy started watching uh, watching it, and I think she's, like, halfway through it now as well. And yeah. And I told her, uh, like, the, the way that I got her into it and the way that I would pursue to get anybody else into it, because it's a really good series. It's a really good representation Absolutely. of the book. Um, and, and if you're not into comics and you want to watch this, I would say this is, like, um, a series of unfortunate events, but even darker. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I when they when it came out. It, oh, it looked like to <laughs> it looked I like said her name. <laughs> it looked like to me, and I think I said it on the show even that it's a it's an a, 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 the next level. It's like the the next mm-hmm. if you if series of uh, of unfortunate events was for like twelve year olds, this would be yeah. like the fifteen to sixteen year old version of it. Yeah, absolutely. If not a little older, because there's some it, unless they kind of keep it at that. Like, because so far in the series, they're they're trying to keep it. It seems like around that level. It of, is like yeah. almost PG thirteen esque because like in in the books, it, it very much can go rated R for sure because it gets pretty pretty shitty. Some of the stuff that happens <laughs> in there, kind of graphic. But yeah, it doesn't do anything that bad. It yeah. it it, re, it retains. Probably a PG thirteen. I mean, I would rate it at like maybe, like probably closer to for a fifteen or sixteen mm-hmm. year old. But it, yeah. But it was like I, I get you know exactly what you're saying. It makes sense because like I said, like unfortunate events. It has dark tones to yeah. it. I mean, it's a very dark series for like a twelve or thirteen year old to read. Um, but I mean, it's totally geared towards them. That's what that's who it's for. Absolutely. But, I mean, yeah, this is definitely, like, the next step up. I mean, there's points in time. There's a point in time in the comics, I think, where maybe did it happen in the series, too. Maybe, yeah, it happened in the series where uh, she just fucking pushes that kid, like, uses the anywhere key, shows him the subway, pushes the kid out in front of the subway car. (laughs) Just He gets hit by the subway, closes the door, and looks at the kids, and, like, anybody else want to see the key? Yeah. And just like, yeah, yeah, she totally just can kill a kid in this book. And, like, it's just that's that's how dark it gets. Yeah. Absolutely. There's not a lot of shit that just goes into that where you're just like, yeah, we killed a kid. <laughs> uh, apart from that, I've actually been watching, we watched uh, more of, uh, finished up the uh, World According to Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Um, absolutely great. Super stoked that they're doing the second season. We already kind of talked about that, but we finished it out and everything. But um, cool. what we've been watching more of, for me, uh, personally, was um, whenever Mandy's gone for work, me and Betty have been watching uh, Dragon Ball Super. Yeah, because um, I've been rewatching that since whenever it came out in its original run in 2018. Uh, I was watching it as it was releasing in Japan, so everything was Japanese with English subs. Um, so now I can actually hear it with the American voice actors that I know and love, and I grew up with um, doing it. And uh, I had never watched it that way, so I'm kind of rewatching it. And she really likes it very, very you know. So it's so animated, and there's so many bright colors and stuff that's kind of going on on the screen. So she really likes watching it. 
Um, but it's really awesome. I think I'm like an episode away or so from whenever Goku is about to use his like final like big transformation technique where he goes ultra instinct. Um, and that's kind of a, I tried to explain it to Mandy. I was like, and she didn't really understand what like I meant by like the ultra instinct. And I was like, he's got like these, you know, the different forms that he goes through over the course of, you know, all the series and everything. So like, it's not until technically like season three of Dragon Ball Z when Goku finally goes Super Saiyan and it's a huge deal. It's like one of those moments like whenever you see it as a kid, you know, I was watching that when I was like 12. Yeah. Give me fucking goosebumps because it was so cool watching him like finally achieve this form that they've been talking about for like the past two seasons even. But it takes like him having to see his son almost completely dead. He's he's almost dead on the ground. This like eight year old kid yeah. is like about to be is dead on the ground almost. His two best friends are like dead on the ground over here. And the guy that was like his greatest rival at one point in time and kind of was helping him out just got killed too. It took like almost his whole best friends and murder or all murdered and his kids almost dead too for him to finally like tap into that like limit break kind of a thing to push mm -hmm. himself forward. It's a really cool moment. The same thing like in the Cell Saga on that, Gohan, uh, Goku's son, has like that kind of a samey type of moment where he goes Super Saiyan 2, and he's the first person even above his dad to do that kind of a thing, and really pushes himself. And at that point in time, he's like fighting this big, huge villain with just one arm because his other arm's like broke, and he's shit beat out of him, but he's finally used that rage and blasted past and got to that. And it's like this... This transformation that happens with the Ultra Instinct is like really reminiscent to me of what happened and you know whenever he first turned Super Saiyan to me. It's like a very goosebumpy moment. The music is fucking moody and dark and it's like a Goku that you've never seen before because he's like he's always still goofy and like a weird goofy character and where he goes Super Saiyan, he's still the same kind of goofy guy but he's also very cocky. But whenever he goes to Ultra Instinct and stuff, he doesn't even fucking talk. It's like literally he's just, he feels everything. He knows all of the energies that are around him. So if somebody's about to attack him, he knows it's about to happen like seconds before it's happening. So he like already knows like when he has to dodge because he can feel their energy move before they even start to move kind of a thing. Huh. So it's really cool like watching him be like just this stern person because he's never been that way before. Yeah. And uh, it's a really cool transformation, but... Super is great. Anybody that's never even watched Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball proper, you can hop right into Super and you get just as much entertainment. You get to know the characters as it develops, just kind of like you're rewatching a series from scratch. And Super's really, really good. And the animation is super crisp and super sharp. Those uh, those cell shaded edges are like really because it's all it was all made in 2018, so it, it looks like a brand new fucking anime and it's really good. Cool. Yeah. What about you? What else have you been watching besides Lock um, and Key? Oh, like everything started again. So I'll, I'll just briefly mention things that people should be watching if they're into those kinds of things. Uh, American Idol started back up. Mass Singer uh, You do that every time. Do they uh, still do that? Yep. Uh, uh, I didn't know. Uh, mass Singer started back up with their third season. I'm uh, a mask. I enjoyed that show. It's pretty good. Um, Lego Masters started, which is, uh, these are all like, obviously they're all uh, reality reality shows, but Lego yeah. Masters is uh, like Will Arnett uh, mm -hmm. is hosting, uh, got a, a big group of, I think there's like 10 teams. And mm -hmm. uh, and they're all get uh, given challenges, and they've got to build. Like the first one was like you got to build a theme park or a part of a theme yeah. park. I think and I watched part of that episode or something, and there's a part where half of somebody's stuff that they just built like collapsed. Yeah, 
and everybody's just like, oh my god, oh my god, it just fell. <laughs> so of course, there's like all those like normal uh, like uh, reality TV tropes that kind of happen through there, but uh, it's kind of cool in the in the uh, guise of Lego. It's kind of a, a cool way to mm-hmm. look at it. Um, so I'm, I'm in for that. Uh, but then the most important, uh, things, uh, walking dead started back up mm-hmm. and it's really good. Uh, first episode was really good. Like to the point where I was like, um, I'm going to go back and start watching fear the walking dead, I guess. Cause I really like the show and I need more walking dead. So, uh, tried to do that. Fear's a little rough, but uh, hopefully can get through it. It seems like I heard, I heard that. I don't know what season you're on, but I only watched three. like the first, I've watched the first season of that, but I heard that as it gets on, like later on that it's been getting, getting progressively better. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think it's just probably getting through season three and probably the first half of four before they really start making some bold moves. Uh, so I've got to get through that. Sure. Um, but then I also started watching uh, superstore. Uh, yeah, yeah. Have like you, the Walmart type of yeah, show. That's have you watched that at all? Mm-mm. Uh it's good. Uh it takes place in St. Louis. About it. Is it is it th- season two or, or three or four that it's on? Five. Now? Oh, it's on five now. I think okay. five is what's actively on right now. Um but I just started from the beginning. It's on Hulu and yeah, uh yeah. and it's it's funny. It's got they've got some really good one liners. It's uh just one of those like half hour shows that you can turn on and laugh at without like getting too invested in it all. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's I think like Brooklyn nine, nine has always been that for me. Yeah. Like that kind of a weird half out. Like I love Fandy Sandberg anyways, but that's always been a really solid show. Yeah. This is, uh, probably, I guess probably along the lines, if I were to, to kind of categorize it, probably like the, is it Greg Garcia? Who's the, who's the, the whoever does the, my name is Earl and, uh, mm-hmm. And and that um, the raising hope, kind of along that level of comedy and and whatnot. Um, so seems I, like the way that it's shot, and I guess it could just because it's NBC. I think right. I think so. Yeah. Superstore NBC. I think so. Yeah. I think I think it's since it's because an NBC. It's just the way that it's shot. The way it looks to me reminds me of kind of like a Parks and Rec. Oh, okay. Just the way that it's shot, anyway. Not I've like it's like the interview it. show kind of a thing. Like yeah, they, they don't do, do with, any like, of that and stuff like that. But I mean, like it seems like it's kind of shot like that. Like I think for the most part, Park and Rec didn't really have too much of that after it kind of got down to it. Like it does, but it's not as much as what it was in the Office. I see. Like the Office was like every other scene was like basically an interview with oh, Michael yeah. about something. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, Batwoman's been really good. I don't know if anybody's watching Batwoman, but uh, it's actually not too shabby. Very nice. But yeah, music. There's too much music. There is a lot of music. I was just going to talk about a couple of things. Fucking rapid fire. I could go through all of my shit and just be like, hey, guys, go listen to this. Yeah. That's (laughs) what I was kind of at. And then there was like one specific thing I wanted to talk about, but the rest of it was the same for me. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, So Birds of Prey soundtrack is really good. I thought it was going to be good. There's a Halsey song on there uh, that is called Experiment on Me that is awesome. Um, Haley Williams put out her first uh, full release called Petals of Armor 1. It is good Haley Williams. If you like Paramore, you will like this. Uh, Incubus dropped a new single called Our Love, which mm-hmm. I enjoyed. I liked the the guitar uh, part was a lot. Uh, reminded me of like a Crow Left for the Murder kind of yeah. realm. Uh, Our Love is on my list as well, too. And that also has uh, comes in tell with an announcement for Trust Fall Side B. Oh, so okay. that is that is the first of four songs, I think, on Trust Fall Side B. So you will have a 
Side B come out in April, I think is the so release for it. Four songs and or five on that? I think four. So they're going to have Summer of Love, Our Love. I don't know if Summer of Love is on it. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I think that That'd that was weird. just like a single that they wrote. I hate this when people specifically, do that. I know that they do that. Is it, this is on there for sure because they said that as an announcement. Okay, I bought I bought tickets for uh, to see them in three eleven um, on September first in St. Louis. Nice. And uh, when I bought that, it said that it's uh, it'll come with. Uh, I'm going to get a digital version of Trust Fall Side B cool. when it comes out April. It's like the end of April, like April twenty first nice. or something like that or whatever. But uh, that's whenever that comes out, and that's I'm pretty sure it's either four or five songs. There's like you can get this side B, but then if you want to pay like an extra seven bucks, we'll give you side A and B together because okay. that's how it's meant to be, kind of yeah. a thing. But um, nice, yeah. I wasn't so hot on our love, especially after the first few listens and stuff. I, I like it okay now. It's it's uh it's grown on me a little bit, but it's I feel like there might be more there. There's going to be stronger songs maybe on this EP. I hope than this one because it doesn't really doesn't really do it for me a ton the guitar part's really the part that stands out to me the most the rest of it i could kind of do without i agree with you yeah uh but uh, you know summer of love i i actually didn't grow on me for a, a while like i had yeah. to listen to that song probably five or six times before i was like oh okay i do like this song i think it's just kind of that's the beat that they're heading toward right now yeah there's that type because i feel like the way that he sings on summer of love is very reminiscent of this song as well too you know what i mean like they kind of they have a very similar flair or feel to them. Yeah. Um, and then Stone Temple Pilots came out with their Peraria, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, isn't bad. Um, no. I, I, I dug it. Um, I did do a little bit more digging, and I found out that that, uh, that Jeff Gut guy uh, definitely is does do a lot of just like trying to be or i don't know if they're making him be a lot like uh scott wyland but he moves like him and uh does a little bit of copycatting that i didn't i wasn't really a giant fan of but the the performance of the album i thought was really good Mm -hmm. Uh, awesome uh anyone which is the new single from demi lovato is really good demi's my my girl uh, I like her a lot too, um, and anyone's a, a really good song. She uh, sang it at the Grammys. It was it was a pretty good performance of that. Uh, Father of All, uh, the new Green Day album came out. Uh, there's a lot of clapping in that album. Uh, I listened to part of it. I'm not a fan. <laughs> no, no, it's it's not my favorite. I listened to it front to back because I was like, I'm gonna give it a shot, uh, but I don't I I don't think I'll be revisiting it. And there wasn't anything that really stood out to me. I don't really like the direction that they are going on this, mm-hmm. at least for right now. Um, and then Ozzy Osbourne's new album, Ordinary Man, came out, and uh, there's some pretty good songs in there. It's a yeah. Pretty good. There's a lot of a lot of auto tuning uh, mm-hmm. going on, but as far as like quality of it, lyrical content, I thought it wasn't too bad of a, an album. There, uh, those are all the things. Uh, and then there's one specific uh, band that I hadn't heard of before, um, and a song that I hadn't heard uh, came up on. Oh, it was on um, Lock and Key, uh, a band called Flora Cash. And the song's called You're Somebody Else. And uh, this is a song that kind of had a, a vibe that uh, reminded me of um, of Monsters and Men. Uh, kind of mm-hmm. like a, a kind of new folky kind of vibe to it. Uh, but it's really the only song that sounds a lot like this from their catalog, their catalog that I've heard so far. Uh, but really good. It's like a guy and girl uh, duo 
Um, and they have some like slight folk influence, but really kind of uh, digital pop kind of mm-hmm. thing going on, uh, but kind of low key kind of feel to it. But I really dug it. So Flora Cash, go check that out. There's a guy that I listened to on uh, Alt 2K, and then I listened to some more of his stuff, and it reminded me of something that you might like because it might be more up your alley. He's got a folky tone to him, but it's also like semi-country, kind of is like a almost like a Dwight Yoakam-ish tied up to toe to it. And his name is uh, Kurt Vile. Hmm. Have you ever heard of him? No, Kurt, like C-U-R-T? No, uh, K-U-R-T, I think. Okay. Kurt Vile, V-I-L-E. Um, but yeah, he, he, uh, he's got that kind of a, a tone going on for him. Like, sounds like something that he, like the single I heard after I listened to it, I was like, this could probably do just as well playing on like a country station and it would be totally fine. But, um, yeah, it was totally on alt 2k and cool. he's quite, he puts himself as an alt artist, but everything that I've heard from him is very much more of that kind of, uh, that kind of a genre, if you will. Um, but after I heard it, I was like, yeah, I think you would probably dig that for sure. Cool. I just added uh, the one of his album covers. He's playing a dobro, so he's got yeah, my, yeah. He's picking yeah, he's my got, He plays he plays a dobro on quite a bit of his stuff. Uh, new music, uh, Joji, my boy. He's got a new single out called Run. Mm-hmm. It's fucking amazing. I, I listened. Uh, yes, I, I love it a lot. Um, he's got a new album that'll be coming out this year. He's not said. I'm assuming it's going to be called Ballads Two since the first one was called Ballads One. Oh. Yeah. Um, maybe he might kind of follow suit. I'm not really sure. Um, the uh, the alt band or that metal band that I talked about this last time, the progressive metal band, their dogs were astronauts. Finally released their full album that that single came off of. It's called Dreamcatcher. It's all consistently really really good, um, solid tight like uh, prog rock meets mathcore in a way. Cool. Um, they have a lot of uh, different time signature changes. So if you're into that like we were back in the day, then you'll fucking adore it. Nice. Um, Lamb of God's new single came out, Checkmate. Mm-hmm. Um, very reminiscent to me of stuff that came off of uh, Wrath. Uh, yeah. Like, like like a redneck and stuff like that. Not as good as like Ruin and and like yeah. like not not quite in their their prime pocket, but definitely like close to it. Yeah, I can getting see back there a little bit, and it's not as bad as what I was expecting. <laughs> I was thinking it was going to be a little bit of butt rocky, maybe more so or whatever, but it still has some really good flair to it. Um, August Bird's Red new single came out, Defender. Uh, it's consistently sounds just like their other shit. I mean, if you like August Burns Red, what's not like? Um, Man Man released their new single called Cloud Nine. Um, it's really solid. They have a new record label that they're tied to, and they announced at the same time this single came out that their new album will be out in May. So I'm really ready for nice. that. Um, the Weeknd had a new single come out, mm-hmm. uh, After Hours. Um, his album should come out sometime this summer. Um, a lot longer than I thought it was going to like, I clicked on it, and I was just like, Oh, almost a seven-minute weekend song. What do we got going on here? But there's a, there's a lot of layers to it and stuff. It doesn't really double back on a lot of different things. You know what I mean? Like okay. he always used usually a strict like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, yeah. interlude, chorus kind of guy. But this is like verse, verse two, uh, pre-chorus, chorus. Go back to verse two. Maybe do verse three this time. It's like never anything that's like consistently just like going back and forth to things, which I really kind of like as a song. Cool. You know songwriter i guess yeah. not really a songwriter but you know how we write songs and we try to break it up out of the norm um and then uh 
my boy Thundercat came out with a new single called Dragon Ball Do-Rag, and it is uh, it is good stuff. If you like Thundercat, you like funk, like a new age funk style kind of music, he is your go-to. He is the new king of funk as far as I'm concerned. Nice. He's good stuff, but uh, that's what I've been listening to there. Cool. Yeah. I uh, I haven't been reading much of anything. Uh, my my focus has been off when it comes to reading, but I did read a couple of things uh, a little while back. Um, I started picking up Lock and Key again. I started from the fir- from the very beginning. I haven't finished even the first volume yet, but I'm just kind of running through it now that I know that they're going to be doing a, a Sandman uh, tie-in. I figured, well, I better just go ahead and take the time to read everything Lock and Key and not just the first couple volumes like I had done. Um, so I'm in the middle of that. Uh, and then I ended my Marvel Unlimited uh, membership. But before that, if you've still got Marvel Unlimited right now, uh, I have it up until I think the 22nd of March. Okay. I, it renewed and then I canceled it because I didn't want to keep oh. it. And I went back to Comixology because there was some other new stuff that was yeah. on there that I read, wanted. And after I was going through the Marvel stuff, I was like, they've got a lot of classic Star Wars stuff on here. But most of the stuff that I'm actually generally interested in, I either read before I had finished that subscription mm-hmm. or was still already on or existed on Comixology. Yeah. So it wasn't really anything that I was really missing out on, so I kind of just ended it. Yeah. Well, while you have it, I recommend mm-hmm. you go read the the Punisher and Eminem book that's a one shot <laughs> like red and green m&ms no with the rapper M&M. red, red, and, red and yellow m&ms it, it is m&m and the punisher together in a comic book it's really horrible and um i cannot recommend it enough because why not <laughs> it sounds like i remember uh i don't know if i remember i think i've talked to you about it before how 50 cent had like video games that were made yes. And starring yeah, we him, talked about that. and he yeah. wrote like part of the script for it, and the stories of were absolute fucking garbage. <laughs> it was basically it was like a fast, a current day, like an yeah. F nine storyline, but with just Fifty Cent, like in he's like, all right, we're going to Kuwait, we're dropping in our cars, and you're just riding a fucking like uh, Beamer around. Uh, Kuwait, and you get out, and yeah. you're you're fifty cent in like a white white like a wife beater and like body armor on you, and Uzis and shit, and you're shooting like uh, insurgents, <laughs> like literally, like just members of the Taliban that are just running around out in the open, just like I'm not, I'm not, and you're just shooting them, and that's like the whole game is like a premise of you taking down this terrorist cell as fifty cent. That's wild. <laughs> uh, that one was I think that was a uh, that one's called Blood in the Sand. Oh. Very nice. Cent blood in the sand. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, well, this isn't that bad. Um, <laughs> I don't think it could be. It's just a one shot. Uh, it's just kind of funny uh, where essentially Eminem's uh, posse gets shot up by the Punisher. And uh, and it turns out that uh, Eminem was actually uh, they, he teams up with the Punisher because the Punisher shot his crew because they weren't actually Eminem's crew. They were like working with the Kingpin or something. I don't know. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was wild. Uh, but then I also, I guess I had never read the uh, Spider-Man Black Cat, uh, Kevin Smith book that he had written. The like, It's like a six-part, I think, mini. Um, and it's called Evil That Men Do. And uh, mm-hmm. it's uh, essentially Black Cat's coming back into town uh, after her and Spider-Man's relationship had ended. And uh, she's uh, searching for um, 
something. I can't remember what she's searching for. Anyways, uh, and so they end up teaming up to uh, fight the bad guys, and they kind of rekindle their flame a little bit. Um, but it's just Kevin Smith writes comic books really well. Like they're they almost they they read a little bit more wordy than Joe Hill, but almost as smooth. Uh, cause mm-hmm. like Joe, you don't even realize that you've read an issue of a Joe Hill book until after it's over. Dude, uh, he is like, I, I haven't actually got to sit down and read any of his actual novel novels. Yeah, me neither. But if they, if they read as well as he writes, as far as this comic book and stuff is concerned, his shit could be as like, I could just fucking slide right through it because those <laughs> books read really well. Yeah. And he's a really talented writer. Yeah, and I, and I think uh, Kevin does a, a, a halfway decent job of kind of competing with that. I think he does a, a pretty good. He's a little bit more conversationalist, like um, more real but super wordy in it, but it, it flows just as well. Um, so check out Spider-Man and Black Cat, uh, the evil that men do on uh, on the Marvel Unlimited or wherever you find your comics. But I got a, uh, I got a membership to, uh, sh- is it Shonen Jump? Uh, yeah, Shonen Jump. Uh, they've got like a, I'm trying it out because I want to. I you know I, I told you I started reading or watching uh, My Hero Academia mm-hmm. uh, a while back, and then I kind of fell off of it. And I was like, well, maybe I would like the comic uh, or the manga of it. Mm-hmm. So I uh, showed the Shonen Jump uh, memberships like two bucks a month, and you get um, everything that they have under their umbrella. That's a lot of shit too. Yeah, you could read. You could read uh, I think Shonen Jump does Dragon Attack Balls, on, on Attack there. on Titan, all the Dragon Balls. Uh, Attack on Titan's not on there. I thought it was Shonen Jump. I don't know who makes that, but and they may make it, but it's not no, on there. They do Naruto, I think, as well. Tokyo Ghost maybe is on there. I don't know. Death sure. Note's on there, um, which I only know that because there's a show. Um, I was thinking of it because I was thinking of characters and uh, that game that came out uh, close toward the beginning of last year, Jump Force. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I it's all because it was like a mishmash of all the characters that were from the Shonen Jump universe. So like, it has. I thought Naruto was in there. I could be wrong. I didn't but see I know, Naruto. I know you one heroes in there. Uh, Dragon Ball, One Man, uh, uh, One Punch Man. Yeah. Uh, one Piece is in it. Yeah, One um, Piece. Uh, just JoJo. JoJo's a bizarre adventure. Yeah. Yeah. JoJo's in there. That's that's a good for uh, just whenever JoJo is transformed and he's using that stand for JoJo. If you watch the anime at all, just at least look up a clip of it. Okay. Whenever JoJo's fighting, he has this move that he uses where his fists move like incredibly fast, like almost like E Honda on Street Fighter kind okay, of a thing. Yeah. And he does this thing on the anime where he just goes yo do 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 and it just over and over again while he's doing it, and it can last for like a minute and a half of just. You're hearing other characters talk while they're fighting. You just hear do, 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 in the background. <laughs> uh, so that I, that's kind of will be my palm for the week uh, is to kind of go check out some of the Shonen Jump stuff. Absolutely. Also, what have you been uh, reading? Haven't been reading anything. What? My, my, my segments is absolutely short. I haven't got anything uh, read. The last thing I read was, was the Morbius. And then yeah. that's why I was looking at it because I was trying to decide what I was going to read next on comicsology after i swipped uh flipped over there's a couple of t- comicsology originals that just came out that look like they might be pretty good there's a lot of um, stuff on there that looks really good i've, not, I've not read any of it at all um trying to think of the name i'm going to open up the app real quick so i can see it i, I want to make sure i got it right mark bernard's book comes out next they month added in, added in more shit like yesterday so of course it's going to be pushed back a minute <laughs> where i need to be at 
I forgot. It was one of the newest originals that they just showcased on here. I can't remember what it is, but I got you. Anyway, uh, yeah, that it looked really good. So I thought I might as well hop back in it. And they keep adding new shit to, uh, to Unlimited. They got the what's, first. What's three the book? Of, what's Mark Mark Bernard's new book? Um, I'll tell you in just a second. They got the the first three volumes of Sandman on there. Mm-hmm. Is Stone Stone King theirs? Is that Comicsology original? Um, mm, I don't remember if Stone King is theirs or not. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. Because it looks really cool to me and interesting. I, I've never seen it before, but uh, yeah, that 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 was one of them. There was another one too that I was trying to find. God. Uh, Mark's book is called Adora and the Distance, and that comes it's out. It's on here, too? Uh, is it an original? Yeah, it's going to be an original. It's No, I lied. It's not next month. It's June 1st. It's going to be a bit. But oh, here's the other one that I saw. It just started uh, at the end of last year called Afterlift. Okay. Looks really cool. Um, I'll tell says, you. Call a car. What's the worst that could happen? The series Afterlift. Uh, from Chip Zdarsky, uh, the guy oh, that writes yeah. Sex Criminals and Daredevil, and Jason Liu or Lowe. Um, and I, it was purely, I didn't really see anything as far as the story goes, mm-hmm. but just based off of like the cover of it and stuff, it seemed really cool. Two kids or whatever walking into like this, uh, here I'll do, a, I'll pull you. Nice. Yeah. Going yeah. into the golden door and it's got like the demons and stuff underneath and whatnot, like a heaven and hell type of a thing. And yeah. it looks like it might be kind of neat. I recommend, uh, I read the first issue of Quarter Killer a while back. It's an original on there. Uh, check that out. It looks like the fifth issue dropped already, so it's it's all done up. It's a five-issue mini uh, on there. Is, so. the show, is the Show and Jump app on your phone that you're reading? Is, you have it on the phone? I got it on my tablet. Okay. And that's what you did the $2 for? Yeah, I did the, uh, I did, there's like a seven-day free trial, and then after that, it's two bucks on there so i'm gonna i'm gonna check her out see if there's anything i'm interested in i wish that because viz has uh no tokyo pop has like all the disney manga and stuff i wish there was a a membership for that for tokyo pop because they've got a lot of cool uh stuff as far as manga goes mm-hmm. there but. i forgot sailor moon is under their umbrella too oh yeah. is it? and poke and pokemon pokemon is shown jump now it's shown and jump yeah it used to not be i will I tell think you that they it's got not, it it's not on the app what Pokemon? Yeah, Pokemon isn't okay. Um, and it looks like so maybe they don't have everything in the membership. Maybe they've only got like certain groups of books and stuff. Yeah, I was just scrolling through on yeah. here just to see what they all had that was on here. There's a new anime that just came out. Uh, I think maybe last year, or the year before last, or something like that. That I wanted to see just based off of the name. Uh-huh. Um, and it's uh, it's on Netflix and it's on Hulu. So I'm gonna try and watch part of the season. And I wanted to make that part of my palm. And it's called uh, "What's What's So Wrong About Picking Up Girls in a Dungeon." <laughs> <laughs> and it's, I don't really know what it's about. <laughs> you exactly. Don't to, I don't think <laughs> it was just like a guy, sword and shield in a dungeon, girls with big boobs, and he's trying to date them. Oh God! Wow. <laughs> no, it's just like I kind of want to know what this is about because it was like highlighted on something that it was on on the Funimation app. It was like showing mm. like a highlight for it because season three comes out this year. Oh, I got you. And I was, it was like hey, season three comes out this summer. Get caught up. <laughs> so maybe it's on the Funimation app too. I could get caught up because that's what I've been watching. There you go. Super on. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Good shit. I like it. I like, I like it. it. 
Right on. I feel, uh, I feel New Zealand. I feel New Zealand also. Wow.